Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. And welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we learn practical ways we can overcome the fears that hold us back and steadily advance in faith. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery. I'm an author, a speaker, and a ministry leader, and I am passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. I would love to connect with you online. You can find my website. You can find me on social media. Just Google my name. And right now, I know many of us are experiencing heightened anxiety in many areas, but in regard to our children especially. Some of you have found yourself quite unexpectedly educating your children, and you're overwhelmed by the weight of it all. Maybe you're terrified that you'll mess up irreparably, that you'll destroy your relationship with your children, or that you'll miss something your kiddos will need for long-term educational success. And maybe you're balancing a full-time workload as well. And that's hard. And if that's you, I want to help, which is why I've asked my friend and ministry partner, Jennifer Hen, to join us. Hi, Jen. Hi, thanks for having me. So Jennifer is here to take some of the fear out of what might be for some of you a massive leap into homeschooling. Jennifer has mentored women through a variety of leadership roles. She's homeschooled for 19 years. She speaks, she consults and writes about her experiences from preschool through high school. She teaches how you can teach your children at home while enjoying the freedom to explore their individual interests. Her book, Take the Mystery Out of Homeschooling, a how-to guide, takes parents incrementally through the basics of homeschooling and offers practical advice so that they can make informed decisions. Jennifer and her husband live in Metro Atlanta, where their nest is down to one chick. And Jennifer consults with families regarding all homeschool needs. Now you can reach her at jennifer at jenniferhen.com. That's H-E-N-N dot com. Jennifer, I think a lot of parents have a lot of fear right now related to educating their children at home, whether they're doing it completely or whether they're partnering with their school or doing it online. Yes, I think that the overwhelming feeling is that we're not going to get enough done. Homeschoolers or well, traditional homeschoolers have felt that for years. And the advice is the same, whether you're brand new and you're doing it on your own, whether you're the hybrid situation or you're doing it online with your school, the concern is they might miss some subjects. They might not do well, but I'm here to tell you a few months even nine months, one year of a hard homeschooling situation or schooling at home, maybe we should call it, is not going to ruin your child's future. It's not going to ruin their education. From someone who schooled for 19 years, you have really hard years. You have years where your child in traditional school may not have a teacher that they worked well with. You still have illness. All these things go on, but God has a plan and you will not ruin your children, even if the whole year is difficult. So you need to kind of step back 
from the pressure that you're feeling and really lean into what's most important. You know, and I think I always like to look at anytime we have fear, usually there is a lie that's attached to that fear and a truth about God, his character, his heart for us, his power, his promises, things that he's done in the past that we haven't fully embraced. And when I hear those fears that, you know, I'm going to mess up my kid or, or I'm going to not teach them something that they're going to need later, then what I hear is that we're taking responsibility for their growth. And I have to remind myself, now my daughter's grown now, but when she was in our home, I had to remind myself that I ultimately was not responsible for her growth or even for her well-being. I was responsible to teach her to the best of my ability and, and to you know get resources when I needed to and to get education myself when I needed to. But ultimately, it's God's responsibility to fulfill the plans that he has for her. Yes. And I imagine parents at home screaming practically, I can't do this. And that could be a good place to be. We can't do this. I'm reminded of the prophet Gideon in the Bible. He wasn't even a warrior, but he was called to lead a war. And then he was called to lead this war with hardly any men. So he's thinking, this isn't my skill set. Parents might be thinking, I'm not a teacher. Uh, he's given what would seem like not enough to get the job done. And that's what parents might feel like too. I'm split in too many paths. I'm working. I have little kids. I have older kids. They just are feeling overwhelmed. And I don't want you to get to the point where you're fretting. Psalm 37, 8 tells us that fretting leads to sin. Some versions say fretting leads to anger, but that's that real hand-wringing nervousness, and it tends to to push us too hard in our parenting. It gives us blind spots when we start to fear and, and wring our hands. And the fear of failure, what does that do? Maybe it makes you give up and you don't want to do any school or push too hard. But with Gideon, this prophet that was sent with this very small army, God went before him. God had already arranged and filled in the gaps. That's what I love to hear. God fills in our gaps, our schooling inadequacies, where we don't feel like we're enough. God has a plan. He has a plan during COVID. He has a plan if from now on you're going to homeschool. And he is going to lead you and direct you to what you need. But be careful of your motives. Be careful of your motives that you're not operating out of fear. Fear is always a bad motivator and a bad teacher. And I think your kids can pick up on that and they may not understand what you're afraid of. Like, like we might be afraid that we're going to mess up and what they might see is that you're fearing they're going to mess up. And so that could be a great opportunity when you are feeling anxious to use it as a conversation starter. Would you agree, Jennifer? Oh, absolutely. You're right. When always homeschooling or having your kids at home for school. It's just more parenting, right? So we get to work on our parenting skills. But when we are frustrated with ourselves, sometimes our kids are looking and thinking, oh, mom's frustrated with me when that's not the case at all. So 
we have to work, even maybe start developing a habit. I know at one point in time, I was working on my tone with my kids or my harsh startups where I'd walk into the room, maybe they weren't doing what I wanted them to do. And I would start to rant and rave. And of course, they went on the defense right away. The way that I worked through this was I, in my quiet time, I said, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, help me to speak that way I want to with my children, but I, I let them see my struggle. I let them see it by saying, will you forgive me when I started out in a tone that wasn't very kind? Um, and I even said, hey, mom's struggling with this. I'm working on it because I would sometimes walk into the room and start the sentence harsh. And then I'd realize what I was doing mid-sentence and go really sweet and it was funny, at one point, my daughter goes, I really hate your sweet voice. Will you please talk normal? <laughs> but they saw me walk through that. And there's huge value in that because how are our kids going to learn how to ask for forgiveness? How are they going to learn to give grace to others if we're not modeling it for them? So my mentor used to say, your kids are watching you. And that can seem like the scariest sentence on earth. Oh, no, my kids are watching me. Now they're at home with me all day, every day. I don't want to mess this up. But it's an opportunity for them to give you grace, for you to give them grace. And God's grace is in homeschooling. I mean, Jennifer, wouldn't you say that the time that you homeschooled, that you could see how God had it? He had you guys in his hands when maybe you felt like he didn't? Absolutely. And I also, I, I do want to backtrack a little for those of us parents who maybe are hearing you, Jen, say, you know, I came in with a harsh tone and then maybe they're thinking, okay, I came in and I, I blew it completely. You don't know how I mess up in my home. And that can feel overwhelming if they're still learning, you know, depending on where they came from in their childhood and the way that they learn to interact. But there's still grace in that. And there's still, so walking into that situation, recognizing, okay, I am covered in grace already. And, and God knew my weaknesses when I went into this. And so he is walking right beside me and he's going to use this for my child's good. And I think sometimes we can feel like as parents that admitting our areas of weakness, our areas of sin is that it makes us look weak, but actually it, it conveys strength and it conveys confidence, confidence in Christ, confidence in the gospel and confidence in our faith. And I think, too, confidence in that my parents have struggles, too. My parents are real, too. Now, of course, um, I am going to do my best to walk in a way that's worthy. You know, and I want to set a good example, but I am also very human. And so, sure, my kids have heard me cuss. Um, actually, what they might have thought was a terrible cuss word when they got older, they realized it wasn't a terrible cuss word. But... I didn't want them to see me as self-righteous. And I also don't want them to see me as striving for them to have straight A's or to look a certain way so that I'm not embarrassed. Because there is a comparison problem when we're looking what other kids are doing and or if we start to punish our children because we're embarrassed. But when really it's just a learning experience, you know, people are concerned about and we just talk about grades and assignments and we go to help each other and that is good as long as it doesn't get to where 
it's bringing us that back to that point of anxiety or thinking that I'm not enough. You know, I don't want you to think that you're not enough. God has gifted you and he's giving you these children and there are helps available and you don't have to do it all alone. There, there are a lot of homeschool communities out there. Well, and can we talk about, so when we do mess up, because we will, and one thing I held on to when my daughter was growing up, and I've seen it a lot now that she's older. In fact, I just had a conversation with her today, actually, about some of these things. But for example, I homeschooled her in her early years, and then she went to a small private school, and then she went to a public school. And when we homeschooled, God just naturally kind of nudged me so that I educated her in a way that fit her. Now, part of that, I didn't recognize that she had some significant learning challenges. And we didn't realize that she had those challenges until, like looking, watching her once she went into the school system, I wasn't, I, I had, a, I have an only child, so I wasn't aware. I didn't really have other children to compare to. And I would watch other students and I would, I was baffled that they could go to school and participate in clubs and go to sports events. Whereas my daughter was really struggling to get her homework done and to get the studying done. And I was really baffled at how they could make it all work, not realizing my daughter had challenges. And she did mention one thing that, that when we were talking, she said, you know, maybe if your child is struggling in something, don't assume they're lazy, assume they might have a challenge. And so she has been an advocate for students with learning disabilities. And she's heard some that have struggled with the pain of that, of undiagnosed disabilities, where the parents didn't recognize what was going on. So just praying and, and Jen, I'd love for you to talk about that in a minute, just praying for God to guide us. But we found out when she was a sophomore in college that she had, she actually has severe dyslexia where she's on the 2% reading percentile. And she gave herself shingles three times before her sophomore year in college. And when I saw the diagnosis, when I saw the testing results, I cried. I was crushed. I had so much mama guilt and just so much grief that thinking if I had known, if I had picked up on, I could look back, of course, and, and see you know, that the signs, but if I'd picked up on that, then maybe I could have saved her all this pain. And I really wrestled with God because I didn't understand why he didn't show that to me. And I sensed in my spirit when I was in that wrestling place that I would have been her glass ceiling, first of all, that I would have kind of, I tend to be overly empathetic sometimes. And so then, but that also she needed that struggle. Now, I don't believe God caused her dyslexia, but I believe he used it to create character and grit and compassion that really formed her into who she is today. So God can take our failings and he does take our failings as a mom or as a dad or as a guardian or a grandparent, and he will use them for our children's good to perfect what concerns them is what scripture says. So basically to prepare them for what he knows is ahead. So can you talk a little bit, Jen, Jennifer, about just seeking God's guidance and, and not relying on ourselves as we educate? 
Absolutely. And you can imagine with 19 years that I homeschooled, how many different catastrophes or difficult things we went through. And, and I also had a child who ended up, um, and I cried too, when I found out the, about the learning disabilities, because I had pushed a little harder than I wanted to at times, but we all have a, diff- a different story. Praying for discernment. So think of yourself as, as, a, as a parent, whether you're homeschooling or not, you have a toolbox and you're going to have a time to pray for discernment, when to push, when to let loose. Um, steady plotting, Proverbs 21.5, steady plotting brings prosperity. Hasty speculation brings poverty. When you're going through this year of schooling your children, you have an entire year. Don't let a bad day or a da- bad week set you off course. Just keep going to the Lord. You know, one of the best things I learned was to give myself a timeout. Sometimes as the mom, when I was not doing those things that I said earlier, when I wasn't holding it together, tired, stressed, or I had my own work, I hope that you feel the parents that are listening, the freedom to rest in God that he will show you through your quiet time, through the calm time of what you maybe need to let go of or push harder on. Um, He supplies our needs. I love Philippians 4. The entire chapter of Philippians 4 in the New Testament, it exhibits this pattern of rejoicing, thinking on good things, not being anxious, and not being anxious is actually a command. But how do we do this? As the chapter continues, it actually says a really popular verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, it's through Christ that we are rejoicing and thankful and content. And then the chapter ends with my God will supply every need. And you just keep going to the Lord. Like one year, we had had a really hard time financially and I needed a tutor for my son for high school math. I don't do high school math. And I felt the Lord say, pray for someone in the neighborhood. So I started praying for someone in the neighborhood, but a new family moved in. And when I went in a friendly way to introduce myself after they had been moved in for a few days, we started chatting and found out that that he was a college professor at the local university. And he was thrilled to tutor my son in geometry and trade for lawn mowing. So it didn't cost us anything. And my son said that was the best tutor that he had had. So when I felt completely inadequate and I felt like our bank account was inadequate, God came through. And I have so many stories like that. So keep moving, steady plotting, trusting, because God does supply our every need. Well, two of my favorite verses, well, actually three, I'll just say them all that I really held tight to when my daughter was young, especially when she was struggling. One was Isaiah 40, 11, And it says, he speaking of God, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. And here's my favorite part. He gently leads those that have young. And sometimes when I was in the moment as a mom, I didn't always see God leading me, but when I could look back 10 years, even 20 years later, because like I said, my daughter's 23, I can see just how faithful God was 
to lead us, to, to lead my daughter and, and to lead me as a parent. And his faithfulness is greater than our mistakes. And that's what we have to hold tight to. We're not holding on to our faithfulness. If we're holding on to our faithfulness as bringing the results, then we're in trouble. <laughs> but yes. if we're holding on to God's faithfulness, at which we know he is faithful, he is faithful despite all of our failings. And then two verses that I feel like say kind of the same thing, one's from the Old Testament and one's from the New. One is Psalm 139, verse 16, and it said, your eyes saw my unformed body, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And I would hold on to that. I still do actually with my daughter because parenting doesn't get any easier when they're older, but I will still hold on to that when she's struggling with something. And I just holding on to this idea that, so let me give an example. She's an engineer now, and she had to take the engineer exam test, which her dyslexia becomes more pronounced when she's fatigued. And it's a six hour exam. And so we were highly concerned that all her efforts in college you know, that maybe she wasn't going to actually pass this test and then what would happen. And, and I just held tight to this. Okay, God, you led her to this point. You have a plan for her. So whatever this year looks like, whatever her educational career looks like, whatever this test looks like, you already knew it when you put your plans into place for her. And then the last verse I'll mention, which is very, very similar, but also when I, I, have held tight to as a parent. It's Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has, this is the New Living Translation. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I just hold tight to that. He planned, and I, I claim that over my daughter. He planned, he has, he has a great plan for her and he planned that for her long ago. Well, I, I think that's beautiful. And it reminded me, and I don't know if you know this or not, But I had learning disabilities, dyslexia, and other things that were never diagnosed. So as a young girl, like seven, eight years old, playing house in my home, when I played house, I dreamed that I would be able to school my children at home. School was very hard for me the entire time. And that is what pushed me, because you talked about with your daughter, you know, God is working, but that's what really pushed me to try homeschooling. And I absolutely love homeschooling. And I may be the most least likely candidate because of my schooling problems, my disabilities that were never caught. And so some of the new parents out there are going, I don't, I don't have what it takes to homeschool. You do, you do step into it and follow the lead of, you know, where your children are going follow how the Lord is working on your heart. There is work involved in schooling your kids at home, but the reward is huge. So I learned to homeschool my kids, even with my own learning disabilities. We walked through many trials over the years, just because that's life with family, right? But in the end, the relationship that we had with our kids, we have no regrets. The loss of income, because we decided for me and everyone is different that I would not work. We're like, no, it was no loss. It was gain. Your reward in homeschooling comes later. Maybe not in the moment today, or let me put it this way. Your reward in homeschooling is the hugs and kisses 
the relationships that you have that you're building with your kids. And that's why not being fearful is so important. So I want to, let's touch on that because I remember both when we were homeschooling, hearing from other people in our community or people would say to me like, I could never do that because my kids would hate me. We don't get along. And I, there were times, I will admit, there were times when it felt like I was potentially harming our relationship. And I've since later learned that's not true. The, the behavior is, I wasn't creating any behaviors in her. I was just having more of an opportunity to see those behaviors that maybe I wouldn't have seen if, you know, we're in such a a fast paced environment that a lot of times we don't always see those things in our children's heart that need to be addressed for their long-term health and and well-being and long-term success. But also really it gives us an opportunity to have dialogue about those things. Like when our child throws a fit, they're not throwing a fit because of the, because of anything we've necessarily done. They're throwing a fit because either there's a sinful attitude in them, they're overtired, maybe they have a fear that needs to be addressed that's coming out as, as a gut reaction. And so how would you suggest with parents who kind of struggle with that, the relational piece feeling like, I'm going to push my child away? Well, you mentioned about, you know, kids being tired or being stressed, but what you didn't mention was hormones because the hormones hit around 12, those preteen years. And people said things to me like, oh, it's going to be hell with your daughter for the next four years. And I thought, really? Does it really have to be that way? And I heard it multiple times and it was kind of sad and, and I'm stubborn and I'm thinking, I don't want to have hell with my daughter for the next four years. But I had a moment, a reckoning moment And again, it was that year we were having a hard time financially. So we did cyber school. It's like public school, but online, kind of what everybody's going through now. And it wasn't a great fit for her. But one day I was, I was angry. I just wanted her to do her work. I just wanted to sit there and do what she was supposed to do. She was facing her computer. I came up behind her and my hands were on her chair. And I had a moment and I said, what's most important? What's the most important thing? My relationship with my daughter. What's the worst case scenario? That she would flunk every class and she's not going to flunk every class. So mom, you know, lighten up, chill, all these things that I just told you. I needed a mom timeout. We worked so hard. We worked harder than any other year. And at the end of the year, she did flunk every class. Now she went and did her end of year testing at a brick and mortar because of part of the public school system. And she did great. Um, Not only did she meet all the expectations, she exceeded expectations in language and science. So I knew she was learning. Mom, sometimes go with your gut. I knew she was smart. I knew she was learning. It just wasn't a good platform for her. Maybe this year it's not going to be a good platform for your child either, but they're not unintelligent and you know that. So um, we did not have terrible next four years. That was just the beginning of me letting go of a lot of me or what other people thought of us and building that relationship with my kids. It really is the most important thing um, when your kids are, you know, 18, maybe heading off to college or whatever they're doing that you've held on to that relationship. It's me dying to me all the time.
So I wish we had so much more time. There's so many things that I would love to to cover. I would encourage you to connect with Jennifer on your own. She does coaching and then she can work with you individually about your own challenges, your fears, whatever roadblocks you feel like you're, you're hitting or maybe even looking for curriculum, finding support groups. Jennifer, do you have anything that you would like to share before we end? Well, I do have a favorite quote that I like to share with others from Dr. Michael Youssef. And this is about fear. Listen carefully. Fear is the destructive force that plagues us every time we're down. Fear is the demon that harasses and oppresses us in difficult times. Fear is the attacking enemy that has no power over us. Fear is the spirit that has no authority over us. In God, there is no fear because he controls the past, present, and future. I love that, especially that last line that God is in control. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. And I will share her email in the show notes and also the name of her book so you can find that. Thank you for joining us for this episode. I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and then you won't miss a single episode. Make sure to rate it. That will help other people to find it. Share it on social media as well. And go in peace. Go in courage. God will walk beside you as you seek to educate your children. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.